Last episode, we talked about the knowledge of good and evil and how that's a primary mark of maturity. Today, we're going to look at how maturity is shown and how you live your life, namely in how you walk. Stay with me. Welcome to Unfolding Words, the weekly podcast dedicated to sharing biblical truth that offers light for your walk and life for your soul. I'm your host and Tracy Moorings. Thanks for joining me today. The podcast is published every Monday for your enjoyment and show notes can be found at unfoldingwords.com. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into today's show. A mature believer's life is marked by a consistent walk, not one that includes fits and starts. So think about a toddler or a baby who's just started walking. There's lots of falling down, lots of cruising, holding onto a couch or a table to get along. But by the time this same child reaches maturity, the walk is consistent. There's no continual stumbling and tripping over things because the child has mastered walking. So this same principle applies to our spiritual life. There should be consistency in your walk. Paul instructs us, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. We find this in Philippians 1 verse 27. In the Greek, this phrase refers to giving equal weight. In other words, our walk should be consistent with our talk. If we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, our walk should always match our talk. There should be consistency in our home life and our spiritual life. There should be consistency in our work life and our spiritual life. And there should be consistency in our leisure life and our spiritual life. Galatians 5 and 25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. The phrase walk by the Spirit or keep in step with the Spirit occurs in Galatians 5 and 25, but also in verse 16, where it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. So here we see what the opposite of walking by the Spirit is, namely giving in to the desires of the flesh. Remember, flesh is the old nature, that human nature that does not relish or hold dear the things of God and prefers to get satisfaction from independence, power, prestige, and worldly pleasures. When we walk by the Spirit, we are not controlled by those drives. This is what verse 17 means, that the flesh produces one kind of desire and the Spirit produces another kind, and they are opposed to one another. Walking by the Spirit is what we do when the desires produced by the Spirit are stronger than the desires produced by the flesh. And this is a major mark of maturity. Think of that children's hymn, Be Careful Little Feet Where You Go. The lyrics say, Oh, be careful little feet where you go. Be careful little feet where you go. There's a father up above and he's looking down in love. So be careful little feet where you go. There's a lot of wisdom in these simple lyrics. Where your feet take you, determine where your heart is. Even in our everyday life, where our feet take us, determine where our allegiance lies. So if our feet are always taking us to the club, the bar, places we have no business being, the strip club, then we know what's in our hearts. But if our feet are taking us places where we have opportunity to minister, a church home, a senior citizen's home where you're sharing with someone, then you know 
that you're on the right path to spiritual maturity. There's an Irish proverb that says your feet will bring you to where your heart is. True words were never spoken. So we have an example of this with the children of Israel. The children of Israel were continually complaining. They were discontent and idolatrous. So we see in the Old Testament that their feet sent them wandering, wandering for 40 years to be exact. Proverbs 6 tells us um, in verses 16 through 19, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plan, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. So I want to bring attention to verse 18. One of the things that the Lord hates are feet that make haste to run to evil, because these feet that are quick to run to things that are evil shows that we don't have a love for God and that our lives are not surrendered. Colossians 2 verses 6 and 7 say, As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. The Greek word translated walk is peripateo, which Strong's Concordance defines as figuratively to live, deport oneself, follow. With that understanding, the relationship between the Bible writer's use of walk and the principle expressed in this quote becomes clear. God leads his people on step by step. The Christian life is a battle and a march. In this warfare, there is no release. The effort must be continuous and persevering. It is by unceasing endeavor that we maintain the victory or the temptations of Satan. Christian integrity must be sought with resistless energy and maintained with a resolute fixedness of purpose. And Ephesians 5 verses 1 and 2 say, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So the Bible is very clear about how we are to walk. We are to walk in God. We are to walk in love. All of these are opposed to the way that the flesh wants to walk. For we were once darkness, but now are you light in the world? Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. So we have to walk in a newness of life. As Romans 6 verses 4 through 6 instruct, old habits and conduct that are contrary to the will of God must be done away with because we're walking in a new way that oftentimes is contrary to the way the world walks and the way that our flesh wants to walk. The Christian walks according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. Romans 8 and 4 lets us know this. 
and we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians 5 and 7 outlines that. The Christian, the mature Christian, does not make provision for the flesh, but rather walks properly, not in drunkenness, in lewdness, in lust, not in strife, or in envy, as Romans 13, 13, and 14 note. The believer is commanded not to just walk a certain way, but we need to make sure that we are walking in the right direction. So often that means that we have to flee certain things as we are staying in step with the Spirit and watching where we step. So the Bible commands believers to flee from a number of things. Flee means to run away from on your own two feet. God will give you the conviction and a way of escape, but you have to do the actual running away. So things to flee from. Sexual immorality. The Bible commands us to flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. We see this in 1 Corinthians 6 and 18. This is what Joseph did when he was approached by Potiphar's wife and she came on to him. He actually fled the scene, even leaving his coat behind. Another thing we're to flee from is idolatry. We see this in 1 Corinthians 10 and 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Idolatry is image worship or service rendered to a false god. So idolatry can be success. It can be a job. It can be a hobby. It's anything that we exalt above God in our lives. We're also to flee youthful passion. Second Timothy 2 and 22 says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So lust is a passion built on strong feelings and urges. These can be positive or negative, depending on whether the desire is inspired by faith. But we know that many of our um, lustful passions have to do with the flesh. And these are definitely things that we need to flee from. Now, one thing that we are not to flee from is the devil. He's to flee from us as we resist him. Now, there are also things that we need to pursue as we walk in step with the spirit. So we are to pursue or run towards seeking to glorify God. So we can see this in 1 Corinthians 6 and 20. It says, so glorify God in your body. Glorify means to properly ascribe weight to by recognizing the real substance or value of something. So when you recognize the value of your body, because God resides there, you'll seek to do things that will glorify God with your body. You won't want to engage in activities that bring the presence of God into sin. We're also to seek or pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. We read the scripture earlier, 2 Timothy 2 and 22. It says, so flee youthful passions, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. We're also to seek peace. 1 Peter 3 and 11 says, let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Seeking peace may mean having to make amends with someone. It may be that we have to be quiet when we want to talk. 
Um, it may mean leaving a situation until our anger subsides. There's a lot of ways for us to seek peace and pursue it, and the Spirit will direct our steps accordingly. So we're not to use our energy spinning our wheels, but we're supposed to flee and pursue at the appropriate times. We're not to just be um, willy-nilly and random about what we're fleeing and pursuing. The scripture is very clear and outlines what to seek and what to pursue. So we're to be sure-footed in this fallen world, and we must walk the way God intends for us to walk. Psalm 119 and 133 in the King James Version says, Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. So we need to watch our steps. Your victory in life hinges upon resisting temptation. But to do so, you must know that the best time to beat temptation isn't during temptation, but before temptation. And that right there is a sure mark of maturity. So in other words, if you know you struggle with a particular issue, it's wise to avoid whatever or wherever or whoever causes this. This is the gist of what Paul wrote to the Ephesians. See then that you walk carefully. Not as fools, but as wise men make the most of the time because the days are evil. This is Ephesians five fifteen through 16. So to resist temptation, it's crucial for you to watch your step so you don't enter places and situations that tend to trigger things that make the flesh rise up. Some obvious ones might be certain stores, restaurants, movies, websites, and as I mentioned before, people. Psalm 17, 5 says, my steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. So when we make a concerted effort to walk according to the word and to walk according to the way that God desires, we know that our steps will hold fast to God's paths. We don't have to wonder and constantly question ourselves. Am I on the right path? Am I going the right way? Because we know that if we're holding to God, we're on the right path. Psalms 37 and 23 says the steps of a man are established by the Lord and he delights in his way. So when we let God establish our steps instead of establishing our own steps or walking a path independent of God, we know that our steps will be established by the Lord. So here's to watching your step and letting God guide your steps. So that's all for this episode. We have one more episode in this series, and I hope you'll join me next week as we wind up the Grow Up series. I'd love it if you'd leave me a review for the podcast on iTunes. This helps to increase awareness about the show so others can tune in and subscribe. Until next time, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.